Good morning. Welcome to worship at Northminster. Whether you're here in person in our sanctuary or viewing this service over our YouTube channel, we're so glad that you all are here. If you're visiting with us today in our worship service, please feel free to take part in all aspects of our service, and that includes communion. Uh, just follow the directions in your order of worship or follow the person in front of you. So, uh, Our first gift of God today in our service of worship is our gift of presence. So if you're comfortable doing so, if you would take the, uh, the register uh, uh, on the inside aisle there and uh, complete that with your name and any other information you, you want to, to supply, we would appreciate that. Uh, several announcements today. Uh, today is fifth Sunday, so fifth Sunday lunch. We'll meet for lunch at the Jade Garden. I think everyone knows where that is, and there will be a space in the back room for us to be together and eat. So, fifth Sunday lunch today at Jade Garden. Family Ministries Commission will meet this coming Thursday, June 2nd at 5.15 uh, p.m. here at the church. And then next Sunday, June 5th, uh, is the date for a children and youth summer kickoff party at the home of Beth Mayfield. And there will be more information sent out this week, I understand, about that. And I'm getting approval, I think, from Ellen and Laura, maybe. You don't know? Okay. <laughs> Beth's on vacation, but I think she'll be back uh, this week. Okay, great. Uh, so what else do we have? Uh, the flowers this morning, uh, we always appreciate our flower committee uh, and the work that they do uh, in, in creating these beautiful arrangements for us each Sunday morning. And we're thankful to Peggy Caskey for this uh, arrangement this morning. And after the service, as usual, if you would like to take some to brighten yours or someone else's week, please feel free to do that. And also, please, as always, uh, review the insert in the order of worship for other announcements and uh, opportunities. And now Charles Creech will come and uh, give us our minute for mission, which I understand will be a little more a little longer than a minute, but uh, so bear with me. Thank you. That's right. I am doing the minute for missions this morning, and I did not write this. <laughs> On behalf of the minute of the missions commission, we are announcing that June's mission focus is the Ronald McDonald House, uh, which we have been a longtime supporter of, and we are hoping to see an abundance of generosity toward. Uh, while we might assume that everyone here pretty much is familiar with the things the Ronald McDonald House does in, term of, in terms of the community uh, that it uh, needs, it's been here since November of 1985, but we'll still bullet a few things so that you guys can be aware of the organization. So typically we think of the Ronald McDonald House as a facility where families can stay with a family member uh, is being treated at a Monroe area hospital. Priority is given to families of infants and children, but the Ronald McDonald House has also served over a thousand families of just regular adult patients. The house helps to alleviate the financial and emotional burdens of trying to stay close to a family member suffering from a life-threatening disease or trauma. They also literally provide living quarters with access to the hospital. 
Uh, you may have heard a news story that they were going to move to the South, to the south 3rd Street location. That's been put on hold, so we'll move on. Um, it's also important to realize that the Ronald McDonald House is a regional facility, and the other Ronald McDonald houses in the state is in Baton Rouge, with another one located over in Jackson, Mississippi. You'll note that both of those cities are large, and in contrast to the Monroe, West Monroe area, which is a smaller community, we are serving a huge need at the Ronald McDonald House for the entire Northeast Louisiana region. There are Ronald McDonald Houses all over the country and all over and in other countries as well, but the majority are in large cities. While we are one of the smallest communities in the country to have a Ronald McDonald House. So what are their needs? On the trunk, the needs are listed in the bulletin. We'll also see them in the June newsletter. They are very similar to the kinds of lists or needs that are frequently seen for displaced persons inhabiting new spaces for short times. But with, in speaking with a contact person for the Ronald McDonald House, she made particular mention of a big need for trash bags and light bulbs. Also, if you like to fish, remember that the Ronald McDonald House fundraiser, the Big Bass Tournament, which is almost upon us, and through its sponsors, board of directors, and several local agencies, awards prizes for the biggest catch. Thank you very much. And thank you, Charles, for your excellent oral interpretation of the text. Let us be called to worship using the words you find in your bulletin. The Lord is sovereign, let the earth rejoice. Let the be Clouds and thick darkness are all around our God. Righteousness and justice are foundation of God's Fire goes before the Lord. The earth sees and trembles. The heavens proclaim God's righteousness, and all the peoples behold the glory of the Lord.
reading from Acts. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and while they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O God of grace and love and tender mercy, we come before you this morning twisted by irony. We honor all those who bravely fought and died for the very freedom we express by assembling here this morning to worship. We commemorate those who took up arms and laid down their lives for our sake. Yet we are devastated by those taking up arms against our children in Uvalde, Texas, and the taking up of arms against each other again and again. May we learn how to use armed force against an armed enemy and not against unarmed innocents. Work through us to create a society of peace and order where we can go to worship, go to Walmart, go to school, go to a dance, go to work, go about our daily lives without fear of violence, injury, and death. As we honor those who were brave enough to fight for us, Make us brave enough to fight for each other and for a more perfect union. In the name of the Prince of Peace, we pray. Amen.
reading from the Gospel according to John. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched, Jesus walked by as he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which translated is anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Let me ask you a personal question. How did you get here this morning? Now, I'm not referring to your manner of locomotion to the location, but your motivation, your spiritual journey. How did you get here as a part of that journey? What are the key moments which shaped your faith and brought you here. Many of you grew up with the church prominent in your life. In my early years, we did not go to church. And if it were not for a lady who was our neighbor, I might still be digging in the sandbox of spiritual oblivion. My siblings don't go to church to this day and are mostly antagonistic to the concept of God and Jesus and the church in general. Don't worry, they watch YouTube, but not this on YouTube. You see, my parents did not go to church when I was a small child because they were both turned off by the severity of their religious traditions of origin. My dad's experience was that of a backwoods and I'm talking Arkansas, really backwoods church where there was a lot of holy rolling going on. And I don't mean metaphorically. <laughs> Literally, my dad would tell me about people who would fall to the floor and roll down the aisle and then roll up the aisle accompanied by incoherent rants. And then that was accompanied by getting whipped. 
because he snuck out of church to play or later to smoke. It brought a big whipping. My mother experienced a more nuanced religiosity, but the strict, rigid rules produced the same impression of the church as a place of repression, guilt, and fear. So I started off life churchless. I was one of those whom demographers call unchurched, who never had a church or not or were alienated from church or not aligned with the church. And it took this sweet neighbor lady, Mrs. Clemens, who was the mother of my best friend, Donnie Clemens, to get me to church. She did what Bible Belt church folk do most, though not necessarily best, evangelism. For most Christians of our persuasion, it is known as the E word. But evangelism doesn't need to be a naughty word for Christians like us. Miss Clemens came over to Billy's Beauty Shop. I still suffer from the fumes of permanent solution to this day <laughs> because it was hand-built onto our house by my dad. Miss Clemens came over to ask my mom, Billie Jean, if little Daryl, age five, could go to church with them. Mom, looking at me in the sandbox, which I was always in the sandbox, felt guilty about not having her firstborn in church. So she said, sure, he can go. When I asked Mom that morning when I was getting dressed for church to go with the neighbors, I asked her, where am I going again? She said, son, you're going to see Jesus. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and folks, I'm still finding out. I went to church with the Clements that Sunday and have been in church one way or another, somewhere or another, ever since. I don't even remember Miss Clements' first name if she had one. It was just Miss Clements. And I just remember that she cared for me and she brought me to church because she cared no coercing no condescension no arm twisting no fear inducing no threats just a neighbor being neighborly it's how I came to be in a place to learn the love of Christ because someone cared about me and took time to share something too good to keep secret now, I'm telling you this this morning because I want you to receive the texts that we have heard in that context. What Andrew did, what the early church did, is precisely what Mrs. Clemens did. Andrew shared God's love with his brother. The early church shared God's love with the world. That is what you do when you take someone to see Jesus. You invite someone to see love and grace personified. All Andrew had to do was to get Peter in the right place. He knew Jesus would do the rest. All the early church had to do was to get people to the right place to hear the gospel. They knew the Spirit of God would do the rest. 
All Miss Clemens had to do was to get me to church. She knew the Lord would do the rest, although not even she could probably imagine how much rest it was. You see, good news goes in circles. Your circles, your circles of family, your circles of friends, your circles of acquaintances, your circles of influence, your circles of contact. Andrew started with his brother, just his brother. Can you almost hear Andrew thinking out loud on that first morning after the realization that Jesus was Messiah before he had been able to break the news to Peter? Andrew awakens. The dawn broke forth as any other day. The sun traversed the customary track. The normal sounds of children out to play were mingled with the moan of aching back. Yet on this day was my awakening thought of nothing else in all the earth but him. I thought of all the promise which he brought. I thought of how he takes my hopes so dim and makes of them a hope which glows so bright and makes of all my lies proclaim the truth and makes all of my darkness into light. And makes not only me, but all things new. So I am up and I am out the door to search for one who is my closest kin. For Simon needs to hear that life is more than boats and oars and fishing nets to spend. My brother needs to see Messiah's face and place his hand onto Messiah's hand. How long have we awaited with no trace of God's anointed one in God's own land? And what will Peter do with this good news? I know that time alone will be the test. Perhaps he will dismiss this as a ruse. Or it might be to him of all news best. Andrew is not a household name, but Peter certainly is. What if Andrew had not wanted to bother his brother? What if Andrew had thought religion is too personal a matter? What if Andrew had kept putting it off indefinitely? What if Andrew had kept it to himself for only his immediate family? What if Andrew had worried about being thought of as being too aggressive? What if the early church had turned in on itself? What if the early church had become an exclusive cult? What if the early church had closed the doors to the world? What if the early church had limited their, their mission to their own kind and kith and kin? What if the early church had an attitude that one leader in a church I served had who said to my response for creatively letting folks know about our church? It sounded pretty innocent to me. Wasn't asking much. How can we let folks know what's going on here? We think what's going on here is pretty good. His response was, there is a sign on the road. They know where to find us if they want to find us. What if they would have an attitude we have about reaching out to others with the love of God in Christ? What if Mrs. Clemens would have had the attitude we have? Do we believe God's love in Jesus Christ is really good news? The best news? I'm not talking about the news that if you accept Jesus, you get to go to heaven. But the good news is that in Jesus Christ, God already accepts you, loves you, now and for eternity. That's good news. 
That heaven starts now as you live in and out God's love. If that is good news, then let's get that good news going in circles, as the text in Acts tells us. You shall be my witnesses, it says. In Jerusalem, that means all those closest to you. And in Judea, that means all those in your community. And in Samaria, that means all those who are different from you, even opposed or at odds, are separated from you. And to the ends of the earth, that's everybody, everywhere. If you care about the poor, the suffering, the disenfranchised, If you care about the oppressed, the exploited, the neglected, if you care about the abused, the lonely, the overlooked, then share the good news of God in Jesus Christ, for that is the purpose of the good news. Not to make us religious, but to make us responsive. Not to make us pious, but to make us caring. Not to make us holier than thou, but to make us humbler by far. Because God only makes us holy by making us loving. They said of Jesus, his holy work was doing good. That's why we take people to see Jesus. Not just for pie in the sky by and by when you die, which is, I'm for it, you know. But it's for the meat and taters of daily living and loving in the here and now. Evangelism is something you do as much as something you say. You do good news. We've called a new pastor to lead us. And the promise of our future is palpable. With her experience, her expertise, her encouragement... Northminster, with contagious love, can grow to meet our mission. But it is not a matter of inviting people to come see Jillian. We do ourselves and Jillian an injustice if any ministry is seen as an end in and of itself. We're bringing people here to see Jesus. To see God's love personified. People are waiting to be invited to know less than God's welcoming love. People like Peter. People like the world of the early church. People like that snotty-nosed little brat next door named Daryl. <laughs> Folks, as you meet Jesus this morning... We have a special way to help you visualize God's love. It's rather abstract to talk about God's love. But we have a way to to make it a little more concrete. In a moment we'll go and we'll take bread and wine. And as you touch and taste and feel and receive God's love in the bread and cup, think of all those in your circles. In the circles around you in family, friends, work, school, or play. In those ever-growing concentric circles. All those who would just love a little good news for a change. Who would just love to hear 
the best news they could ever hear. God is love. Jesus proves it. Euangelion is translated from the Greek as good news. It is transliterated in English as evangelism. The bottom line is that evangelism means being the good news to the world. Being good news to those around us. Could it be that being good news to a world dying of bad news is the only reason for the existence of this or any other church? Because God's love is just too good to keep to ourselves. Amen.
come to this table to see Jesus. It's just a metaphor. But it is such a mighty metaphor. Because when we see at this table, we see love broken as only love can break for the loved one. And we see the cup poured full of life giving, life draining love given for us to take and drink. Come and see and taste and feel the presence of God in Christ. Let us pray the prayer Jesus taught 